I want to tell my Republican friends, get ready, pal. You're going in for a problem. You're losing some energy, but... But them's the brakes. This is not acceptable. For the sake of our unity of the people and the strength of our democracy. This is The Brian Suits Show. Hey, I'm Sun Sunday, KTTH. It is your Tuesday. Um, and the president winging off to Saudi Arabia. Is he going to bend the knee? Uh, op-ed pieces uh, coming in from left and right. Tiger Woods weighing in on the whole darn thing. And uh, locally, the Ferndale murderer from uh, last week uh, ends uh, himself. Uh, and it really seems personal. Anyway, a uh, case closed. Uh, back in a second, it's AM770, Brian Suits here for your Tuesday, the 12th of July, 2022. Let's get you to work with our right-way traffic. AM770, KTTH, Brian Suits here on your uh, Tuesday with producer Greg uh, back from wherever it was you were. Where where was it that you were? Well, it's none of my business. Did you miss me? <laughs> uh, yeah. You yeah. know, I had a super like secret but, vacation day yesterday. Thanks for affording me that opportunity, but glad to be back in the saddle again. Um, you know what? Today is such a great opportunity to gratuitously play excerpts from the musical. But today is Aaron Burr versus Alexander Hamilton Marksmanship Day. No kidding. Yeah, Burr do, do one we, zero. Do we think Hamilton threw away his shot? I, I think so. Oh, what luck. I had the queued up. Uh, well Showstopper. Played. This is my favorite number from the that, Yeah, that, that gets the audience up. Whether it's the original cast or this all-female cast. All right, I have an actor. I didn't know Hamilton was a soprano. Ever seen it. So, in live. Um, but uh, my daughter's a big fan. Of, and I, I'm so glad, you know, if there is a purpose to Hamilton, besides propagating myth and inaccuracy... Um, uh, it's at least, you know, getting, getting kids excited about history. hundred percent. Yeah. And so yesterday, uh, my, my uh, brother-in-law and his kids are in town from Cape Town and South Africa and which is by the way, gone to hell. So he's, he's here, uh, basically laying the foundation for a move back to the United States after nearly nine years in, in, in mm-hmm. Zambia and, and Southern Africa. And, um, so anyway, um, he drops uh, the varmint off here at the radio ranch. And since we're downtown, I mean, already, uh, I said, well, you know, what do I want to do? And it was either go to El- Elliott Bay Books, which is now up on Capitol Hill. And it's a, it's a shadow of what it used to be when it was on First Avenue. So I shall not darken its doorstep. Plus, it's in just the worst neighborhood. It's, it's, it's in Chaz, so, mm-hmm. which I still recognize. And I don't make the rules. And uh, so we went down to Pike Place Market, which, believe it or not, I would rather go there than than Chaz. And uh, and so we we there's a there's a really cool bookstore in Pike Place Market, and I forgot its name. Forgive me, but it's a terrific place. The guy, that, the proprietor, great guy. He'll engage and converse, and he knows every book in the place. And so we pulled pulled out some great history books um, and things like. And I was talking to him about downtown. And about the crime and the whole thing. Because we have the news today that Starbucks nationwide is closing a bunch of stores, but six of them are here in Seattle. And they're being closed for criminality in, in that very neighborhood. And he was talking about how, first of all, he's nearly shoplift or, or loot proof because he's a bookstore. 
So it's like he's like he's inoculated against the criminality down down in, in Pike Place. But he did mention, you know, there's a couple different T-shirt stores and shoe stores right there at like First and Pike or First and Pine. Mm-hmm. And these are the ones that that get crowd looted, you know, all the time. Or, crowd looted. Or, like 50 people will show up. Like flash mob? Of can, can, well, they're, on, they're all on WhatsApp. And they'll say, all right, you know, be there at 10 a.m. when they open, you know, or whatever. And he said that it's so blatant that he'll see people will flee the store with their ill-gotten gains, with their with their goods. And right there in Pike Place Market, they'll sit there and they'll clip the tags and just put the tags in the garbage. Yeah, it's real easy. No problem. Just snip. Yeah. You're good to go. And then and then uh, off you go. Bob's your uncle. Robert's your mother's brother. And uh, and all that. And, and the guy's been there for years. And he said, yeah, I, I opened up here. When it was a crap hole, so it was cheap, and I I locked in you know the price, and I'm not leaving because I like the market. This is that time of year, by the way, where the cruise ships dock around 8 a.m. and then the vans take people up to that Pike Place Market. Uh-huh. Where do you get the fish? No, you're just wrapping it up. Can you throw it? Can you just throw- that salmon is so big? Yeah, can you throw the produce? You know, and you know, I think for the record, that's like one place that does that. <laughs> it makes it every single football or baseball game that's nationally broadcast. They have to have that in there. It's so annoying. And it's then a the cliche other thing, at this point. Oh yeah, the other the other like you know pro tip that I want to tell everybody is uh, you're more justified going up the Space Needle. You know, most of us have done it once in our life. At least you Maybe. get a really amazing yeah. view. Yeah. On a beautiful day yesterday, by the way. But nobody, nobody but nobody cares about the original Starbucks. Uh, there was a long line, a, a line around the block to just go into the original Starbucks. Well, does it still have that logo of the naked lady? Yeah, with the in belly junior butt. high, that was very titillating mm-hmm. for us young boys. Oh, have you been to the original man? There's no shirt on the yeah. logo. And so there's that. And there's actually, there's now a Starbucks in the original Starbucks. That's great. So if you're in line to get in the original Starbucks, you can get a Starbucks. But that's magical. Long line and uh, and and the whole thing. And 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 it's funny because my my varmint said, hey, "What are they in line for?" And I said, "Let's see original Starbucks." And she just kind of went, "Meh." And I went, "Yeah, that's, that's me too." You've taught her well. Yeah. And so so uh, anyway, it's I got to say this this time of year, if you can manage it, um, that. Early, before the tourists hit the the market, it was it was a fun time until it wasn't. Well, that's good. So, what was the highlight then for you? The the insane drug addict screaming at it. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Okay. That, uh, it's uh, I I love that guy. Here he is. Let the storm rage on. He was pitch perfect. It was uh, amazing. <clears throat> um, well, things uh, that we'll get to today are that the. The uh, Starbucks closures uh, around here, uh, a big, big uh, shootout, over 50 shots fired, no one wounded at a, one of those uh, hippity, hippity hoppity concerts down in South Seattle uh, yesterday. And uh, and uh, people, it, it was funny because they describe it as a stampede of people leaving the arena uh, of the hippity hop concert. But I, I in most stampedes, you're in fear for your life. Apparently, these days, if it's a stampede, you have to be holding up your smartphone in your right hand, streaming it. Oh, is there anything more annoying than uh, those situations full of chaos and or violence and 
everyone's gut instinct is to bust out your glowing rectangle to make sure you can yeah. document it. Like, yeah. Not like I need to help or I have an altruistic sense of uh, thinking about myself. It's always, are you capturing this? This is really happening. Yeah, it is crazy. And I have to go through to wake my phone up and then start the camera and then select video. I've got to do like four thumbprints. I don't know how people... I'm sorry. If I'm taking incoming rounds, I'm not like, oh, wake up. Come on. That's my pattern. Don't you want to go viral, though? Uh, it's an upside down V. Come on. Oh, calm down. What do you mean incorrect pattern? You know, if you get just the right angle uh, with your video, you get a million views depending on what happens, especially with shots fired. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That, that's the thing. And that's why there are those on on site TV and all that in New York and L.A. and all that is that you go to every call where there's an end of a pursuit or whatever, and you, you might get, you know, that shot or, or something. Well, you know, I don't, I didn't know there was room on your high horse, uh, on your Saudi Arabia high horse, Greg, but the publisher of the Washington post, not Jeff Bezos owns it. Fred Ryan publishes it. His op-ed today, Biden stripped of Saudi Arabia erodes our moral authority. Uh-oh. I didn't. I didn't know how big you. Anyway, he's he's there. You know who else is on your side? Uh, L is it Elwood Tiger Woods? What's his name? El, Eldridge. Eldridge. Eldridge Tiger Woods. That sounds right. On your side. Um, and uh, but before we get into that, we'll we'll check traffic. But here here's here's the thing. In in the op-ed, the guy points out correctly. Biden's meeting will signal that American values are negotiable. Earlier this year, Turkish President Erdogan abruptly shut down the trial of 26 Saudis suspected in Jamal Khashoggi's dismemberment murder just before he was scheduled to visit Saudi Arabia to plead for economic investment that would boost his own 2023 re-election bid. That seems almost transactional. Well, don't do that. Don't, don't hold off on a prosecution. Just because you're going to go to Saudi Arabia and beg for investment money, which for the record, he got through the, by the billions. But uh, America would never do such a thing. Certainly not a Democrat. <clears throat> Someone with the foreign policy chops as Joe Biden would ever, would ever do anything uh, uh, with our justice system to, to favor Saudi Arabia, except uh, that we did. Uh, that in just a second, AM 770 KTTH. Let's get you to work with the right way traffic. Elon, Elon. AM seven seventy KTTH. Brian sits here with uh, producer Greg. Did you see that over the weekend in Alaska? Yeah, I'm here for the battle royale when it comes to Trump v Musk. Yeah, I, I got to say, of all of his laugh lines, that was the one where it, that fell Elon. flat. People are like, don't, don't, don't make fun of Elon. Is that the new Elon? China. Is it, uh, well, he said Leon first, then he corrected. <laughs> so, Elon. So. Um, uh, so there, there, there you go. Mm-hmm. I think, I think Trump. I think a lot of people around Trump have told him, "Hey, you know, uh, back off." The guy's trying to straighten out Twitter, and secondly, he could buy and sell you pretty much literally a hundred times. When he's upset because Elon said on Twitter that it's time to move on past Trump, right? So that really set him off, ticked him off. Yeah. And he wasn't cruel to Trump in his tweet, but he just said his time is over and we need some new blood. And I don't think that made our former president very happy. Yeah. So anyway, back to Saudi Arabia, the president leaves today and uh, they're going to use COVID as an excuse uh, to avoid a very awkward photograph of shaking hands or kissing uh, Mohammed bin Salman, the 
crown prince of Saudi Arabia. But uh, but again, um, in today's Washington Post uh, from uh, Fred Ryan, the the, uh, the publisher, uh, that icky uh, President Erdogan of Turkey abruptly shut down the trial of 26 Saudis suspected in Jamal Khashoggi's dismemberment murder just before he scheduled he was scheduled to visit Saudi Arabia to plead for economic investment. Um, he goes on about faces such as the one Biden is making erode our moral authority and breed anti-American resentment. They communicate to democracy, activists and reform minded governments worldwide that Washington is an unreliable partner. And that sows confusion and sabotages our diplomacy. <clears throat> the opposite of what Biden says his trip is trying to achieve. Um, and, and just for the record, just for background, there was an American citizen named Anwar Al-Awlaki, a horrible human being a jihadist, um, a fundamentalist uh, Islamic caveman, a Wahhabist, but he was an American citizen. And he was uh, an imam in San Diego, and then he went to Virginia, and yes, some of the 9-11 guys uh, came to his mosque, like they came to a, a mosque in L.A. and San Diego. I have no doubt he he was a guy who knew about the plot. Horrible person, American citizen. Um, and the, uh, the, the most moral president of all time, Barack Obama had him droned, had him hellfired in Yemen. He went as an American, he didn't never re- renounce his citizenship, went to Yemen and was involved in this plot to mail toner cartridges filled with Semtex in planes to the U S probably as bomb. It was the Saudis gave us a heads up on that, by the way, the bombs were intercepted the whole thing. But that was it. That was his death sentence. I agree. I agree. The guy should eat a hellfire. But yank his citizenship first, because you can do that. You have that authority. Yank his citizenship. Obama did not. It was an extrajudicial killing of an American citizen. So you talk about what message is being sent. That's a message that's being sent loud and clear to Saudi Arabia, that America doesn't care about its own citizens. Oh, by the way, for good measure, we threw in his 15-year-old son. So we, so he has uh, company in hell. He he can he can uh, ta- have a catch uh, in hell. But you know, just to point out, I, I I'm I'm horrified in, with personal experience in Saudi Arabia. I'd never lived there. I I can't defend it in any way, shape, or form. I I also am aware that countries, uh, countries act in their own best interest first and foremost. And let's just all get over that. And let's just start being honest about that. We act in our own best interest. Thank God. Okay. But but so Erdogan decides to not prosecute a bunch of Saudis because he wants Saudi money. The president today is flying to Saudi Arabia to beg this guy to increase oil production. Oh, this just in. Um, the DOJ, the Department of Justice, is investigating all of a sudden whether the PGA is a monopoly. Now, oh, here's some backstory. Saudi Arabia is cash backing what we call sports washing of their reputation. They're they're backing the LIV golf tour, the dismemberment golf, the tour. dismemberment. You get a, a free bone saw, a golden bone saw. Oh, if you no. win at the at the eleventh uh, hole. Uh, whoever is uh, is behind the most gets dismembered. There's a, there's a bunch of reasons to go, but but um, all of a sudden, with the president taking off. Uh, on Air Force One and Two today, the DOJ is investigating the American-based Professional Golf Association, whatever it is, 80 years old, uh, and investigating them uh, as a monopoly. Uh, and, and though, though clearly, with 
these with the introduction of the LIV golf tournament, the PGA is clearly not a monopoly. Oh, right. I see what you're saying. So there's that. But um, you, you just you just handed Saudi Arabia on the day you're flying to Saudi Arabia a, a gigantic PR win. Oh, look at that. The Americans are investigating their own PGA. So there there we are not being transactional, not not bending a knee. Anyway, the, the guy who doesn't have to worry about his next meal, Tiger Woods, uh, has some advice uh, to the younger golfers that are signing on with a, a Saudi based uh, golf tour. Some call it a rant. These players are doing for you know guaranteed money. Um, what, what is the incentive to practice? What is the incentive to go out there and earn it in the dirt? Um, you're just getting paid a lot of money up front and playing a few events and playing 54 holes. They're trying to, you know, playing blaring music and have all these um, atmospheres that are different. I, I just don't see. How you know I've fifty-four holes? I mean, I I can understand fifty-four holes is almost like a mandate when you get to the senior tours. The guys are a little bit older and a little more banged up, but hence the LIV. By the way, those are Roman Roman numerals for fifty-four, which is par for three rounds. You know, when you're at a young age, and some of these kids, they really are kids. You know, who have gone from amateur golf in into that organization. Um. 72-hole tests, you know, are, are part of it. I mean, we used to have 36-hole playoffs for major championships. You know, that's that's how it used to be. 18-hole um, U.S. Open playoffs. You know, that's... Um, I, I just don't see how that, that move is, is positive in the, in the long term. So he's not even getting into who's backing the tour. Right. He's not taking the moral dilemma aspect of he, it into he, account. He's, he's, he's effectively saying, look, this is putt-putt golf compared to real golf. You know, if you want to see a faster product, you know, go to like that stupid eight-on-eight indoor, uh, you know, Kurt Warner football, the Iowa Barnstormers, you know, that stupid stuff or, or, or whatever. But listen, down at Portland, the place was packed for that thing two weeks ago. Was it really? That's honestly, I think that's a shame. And more generally, I have very conflicted feelings here when processing America's relationship to Saudi Arabia and the sports world's relationship to Saudi Arabia. And I actually do think you can make a distinction between the two, Brian, because a president has to act in the national best interest. And sometimes geopolitics makes for strange bedfellows, right? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. When it comes to these golfers who are taking a hundred and two hundred million dollars from Saudi Arabia, there's no national interest in them doing that. In fact, it's just the opposite uh, at the end of the day. And so I, can I hold this, these two things to be true at the same time? My stance is, I'm disappointed in the American and British and other players going over to the Live Golf League to accept this big payday. But I also understand why our country has to have some kind of ties with the nation where we have a long-term vested interest. It's that's you know that's the cherry on top. You know that style points. You know I agree. I never I never you know but but I was sent to restore a monarch in Kuwait. Mm-hmm. You know, and whatever. Thirteen years later, I'm sent to uh, over. Oh, you know, in, in the aftermath of overthrowing a dictator to establish a democracy. That's why, no matter what anyone says about Iraq, I'll say, you know, I did my part. 
I, it was a greater honor to provide security at a at the first election ever in Mesopotamia than putting the Emir of Kuwait back on his on his throne. Um, but <clears throat> I also know that, as I say, countries act in their own best interest. As if you know, FDR was confronted. That, look, we're we're back in the wrong guy in China. This Chiang Kai Shek is so corrupt. The Americans, General Stilwell, calls him "Cash My Check," and he's got all the Chinese gangs around him. He's 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 the wrong guy. And FDR said, "Well, he may be a son of a bitch, but he's our son of a bitch." <laughs> that's that's a, is that direct <clears throat> quote. <laughs> literally, that 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 would be my guiding foreign policy principle on, on that. Uh, all right, back in a second. Uh, but uh, the, the regime in South Korea was unpalatable for 40-something, 50-something years. Now, it's one of the most vibrant democracies on the face of the earth. Prosperous beyond belief. I'm not saying we can convert the LIV golf tournament to, uh, you know, the Canada Open. Uh, Back in a second, AM770 KTTH, a congressperson uh, with a threatened with hate crimes locally. Uh, Back, uh, I already said in a second, let's get you to work with the right-way traffic. Seven seventy. Brian Suits here. Fun fact: I saw Bow Wow Wow open up for Devo at the Western Washington University. Are we talking mid eighties here? Yeah, Woo. we actually road tripped over from the Washington Washington State University to see Bow Wow Wow open up for the the Devos. I, I believe is what they're called. I'm uninitiated with Bow Wow Wow. Is that their greatest hit that you just played? I, there? One of them. It was a terrific group that flamed out. This Got it. Terrific, uh, terrific, real, really fun to watch, too. Um, I know this is a surprise. Uh, check your text. But uh, it brings up uh, some, some audio that we have about Dr. Jill Biden pronouncing uh, Spanish words and things like that. But first, uh, one, one question about the, by the way, 877-465-8770. Uh, one question about the Starbucks closures. Do the stores that are closing just happen to be the same ones that have unionized? From Ray, I I don't know. I I would. I'm gonna shed tears if they are. I don't know. As I would think that that would have that somebody in Seattle media would have connected the dots. Right. I do know that the ones down by Pike Place Market, including the original, should be closed because it's just. I wouldn't. Uh, you're going to be sued by an employee who gets bonked on the head because you have prior knowledge that the likelihood of violence being done towards them. Um, and, uh, and the whole thing. Uh, but, uh, so anyway, uh, in case you missed it and then someone sends a link to the, to the first lady, uh, Dr. Jill Cisa Podway. And so she's speaking to, to the American Association of Hispanic Journalists in San Antonio, right? Beautiful. Ever been to San Antonio? I have one time. Yeah. Great town. I did. Yes. I was there for six months and it really, really is a, uh, cool place. And so I'll, I'll say this, uh, bodega, I think is a really, really East coast term because in, in a Hispanic friendly Los Angeles, nothing is called a bodega. Uh, it, it's, it's a very East coast term. And, and anytime I've been to New York, 
calling every store a bodega is sort of new, but it's spelled right up there. It's bodega. And having been to San Antonio and lived there for six months, um, I, I, I love the place, beautiful town. I am aware that not uh, not all Mexican-Americans are breakfast tacos, uh, however. <laughs> and, and so here is Dr. Jill Biden uh, yesterday mispronouncing bodega. And uh, and she's talking about the diversity of the Hispanic community in America. But we can't get those things on our own. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio, <laughs> is your strength. Is your strength. So, got to admit, never had a breakfast taco in San Antonio. We had we had a we had a breakfast burrito line, and they were incomparable. Never had one from a, actually made authentically. They were terrific. Okay, so never, they are, but no breakfast taco. They are legendary. Then Joe they Biden are. doesn't have it totally wrong. But do you <laughs> think? Except that she says breakfast tacos. <laughs> I don't okay. know. I don't know Bogatus. about this clip. I, I'm torn on this clip as well because I almost put this in the category of Mitt Romney's comments in the 2012 presidential election when he said he had binders full of women and people never yeah. let him live it down. And I thought it was a clumsy way to articulate that he tried to hire women uh, by saying that phrase in particular. What about the Bogodas? Bogodas of the Bronx. <laughs> Stinked as the Bogodas of the Bronx. So She's trying to say that the community is very very diverse. And Here, Here's my thing, though. If, but everybody's if, saying she's comparing the community to breakfast tacos. And she's not. I, she is and she isn't. It's an inartful way to say that it's a wonderful, vibrant, and amazing community. I maybe don't bring up breakfast tacos, but yeah. I also don't want to make a mountain out of a molehill. With no, this no. One. And also, by the way, it's okay. White, white, and she's not a politician. She's married to a politician, and it sounds like her mastery of uh, language is uh, she married into it. But it's okay for white politicians to it to call Puerto Ricans Puerto Ricans, call Cubans Cubans, and call Mexicans Mexicans. It's it's perfectly fine to say because it's all it, but the mis, the made up word Hispanic. It's all it's all that culture. Um, though I'll tell you a a Angelino uh, Mexican American in, in in L.A. has little to nothing to do with a Puerto Rican in in New York. Um, and 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 the fact that you if you lump them all together, it's as insulting as calling as comparing my people. To the lazy thieving Italians, yeah, we're all Europeans, but <clears throat> we're far less pasta based, um, and and uh, so it 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 it's a no win game. The the general rule, whether you're Hillary Clinton or not, is whoever you're in front of, don't pander. Just don't. Oh yeah, completely don't use agree. their patois. D don't I ain't change no way your tired. accent or your vernacular. No, no, that stuff bothers me to my don't, core. Don't church it up. Don't south it up. Don't don't do any of that it, it, because uh, the, pe the people sitting in front of you can see right through pandering because yes, you're you're almost completely. mocking their their culture. I will like I I wouldn't you know I I wouldn't go to Montana and say let's go shoot a trespasser. I've been watching Yellowstone or whatever. That's <laughs> uh, probably okay to shoot a trespasser. Um, all right, take a break. When we come back, uh, Congress person Pramila Jaipal um, has a. Uh, as a harasser show up, 
and uh, tell her to go back to India. And so that, that oops, you ring the bell. That's a hate crime. So the 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 Kavanaugh line not quite crossed, but the harassment line was was crossed. But the congressperson, um, uh, uh, getting someone well, someone who uh, was playing a stupid game and they won stupid prizes. They're having stupid breakfast in uh, in King County Jail. If they were booked. I don't know if, they're, if they booked the guy uh, there. I think. They, anyway, more on that. It's a layered story. Uh, back in a second, AM 770 KTTH. Let's get you to work with the right-way traffic. AM 770 KTTH. Well, unfortunately, by the way, uh, Brian Suits here. Good morning, everybody, with producer Greg. Unfortunately, we're going to have to do some journalism on this one. because Do we have of, to? Uh, of the five locations in Seattle that are closing. One of them, it just says Capitol Hill. Well, the first one that unionized was was uh, was Broadway and Denny. Uh, you know, Larry is the white guy. People say he's funny because uh, my posse's on Broadway. And now that's, that's like the epicenter of Capitol Hill. So, I don't know. Uh, however, the other ones are not the unionized one. There's one in the Central District where, you know, Five people were shot next door uh, a couple months ago, including a two-year-old toddler. And, you know, I there, there's a line that I draw, too. I don't blame Starbucks. But then Pine and Pike, I mean, I, I, it's shocking to me to find out they were still open. Um, so I, I understand this. And, and so they're, the, the, what some say is the quintessential uh, Seattle company uh, now closing locations because of criminality. Uh, and violence. So there. The, what, what's next? Uh, cheesecake. You see someone actually walking away with a cheesecake there after the cheesecake factory was looted. Unclear where they may have gotten that, but not really a Seattle tie, though. So I would absolutely not blame Cheesecake Factory for leaving. We're, we're kind of becoming desensitized to these stories about major institutions and their locations closing down around Seattle. Remember. When Bartell Drugs closed down in 2019, a 129-year-old Seattle-based chain, yep. uh, because large in part, uh, safety concerns, yeah, the increased cost of doing business as well, but uh, we're sort of dealing with this story with a, a tad bit of a sense of humor, but it's extremely depressing very, <laughs> at very the depressing. end of the day to see our city continue to go on this long road to hell and yeah, more locations of Starbucks closing down because, in many cases, the work environment is just extremely unsafe. You can't guarantee your workers. I mean, uh, here's the thing: you you have no right to to expect nothing bad will happen to you. I got, I got news, folks. Grow up. You don't have that. That's not a right. However, that being said, um, it, it should be it should be greater than uh, likely than uh, I mean it should be greater unlikely than likely that you're you're going to have to interact with some of the uh, uh, unseemly characters that you can predict are between Pine and Pike, between Pike Place Market and Fifth Avenue. I mean it's it, this and this is what you get when you demonize police. The, well, and is not direct the, line is not the solution here empowering police to go after more low-level crimes and yeah be more, I, we've kind of rem, rendered the law enforcement in this area impotent but then no fault of their own they're delivered to a prosecutor's office that is yes. five thousand cases behind i don't know what the statute of limitations is. luckily i can say proudly i don't know what the statute of limitations is 
uh, for defecating on a sidewalk. And so, and, and whether it's someone, I, stealing, I plead mine out. Whether it's someone stealing an item at Starbucks or Target or Big Five or Albertsons, we should make it easier. Dare I say to just throw these people in jail for at least an evening <laughs> to and, have to taste what if, it's like to yeah. sleep in a cell. And I would recommend. I think the problem is extraordinary enough that you see this in in uh, jurisdictions around the country where they'll have like veterans diversion court, uh, right? I think I don't. I wouldn't mind if King County established a civility court and ran it twenty four hours a day. I'd show up for that jury duty. And there's there's the Broadway pooper. And there's the Pike Pike Place pooper and the whole thing, uh, you know, and at least give the guy uh, a a uh, a local reason to be on the straight and narrow. I'm not sure if they still do it. Tacoma used to do city warrants. And boy, that that used to be it's not anymore. Uh, they might if if, uh, if the proof is in the pudding, I don't think they do it anymore, but. Tacoma used to issue city uh, warrants, but well, and maybe if you get busted for doing the poopy on the side of the street, uh, you make the penalty be that they have to carry around a pooper scooper and get up, be yeah. on poopy duty. I took my life in my own hands uh, this morning. I didn't oh. notice. I left the house with the fuel light on, and then uh, as I passed through America's two most homicidey places like lakewood and parkland i I was looking for the most well-lit gas station that was open at at uh you know 3 30 in the morning you got to live on the edge from time to time. well here's what's crazy is is it's those the most homicidey places in tacoma the spicy time is between 1 a.m and 6 a.m and and so like if i'm there at high (laughs) if i'm there at high noon that's not spicy time the spicy time the the murdery time is between like uh, of the twenty five murders so far, I, I want to say like nineteen, eighteen or nineteen of them have happened after one a.m. and before six a.m. And so I I went there for for murder gas. And and by the way, you know uh, what was the the thing about Saudi Arabia? Our moral authority. Yeah, well, I had I I I bought five gallons of moral authority for six nineteen a gallon, <laughs> and so. Uh, I want to get to this uh, before uh, next hour. So the uh, congressperson, uh, Pramila Jayapal, uh, had somebody, and here's the thing. Uh, Don't harass a Republican. Don't harass a Democrat. If you dislike what they say, what they do, as as long as they're obeying the law, they have a right to say, do, or have any opinion that they want. I don't think you have a right to uh, harass a Supreme Court justice outside of a Morton Steakhouse. And I don't think if you know the home address of your congressperson, and we're here in Elena Kagan's uh, district, SCOTUS district, um, I, 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 if you go and you yell something that's going to be a hate crime in a federal court, you're you're playing a stupid game. You're going to win a stupid prize. The officers have been taking turns keeping posts in this neighborhood since the arrest over the weekend. SPD also saying that this suspect said he knew Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal lived here and he wanted to pitch a tent on her property. It's disconcerting for sure. Seattle police say a 48-year-old man is behind bars after showing up outside U.S. Representative Pramila Jayapal's home. The spokesperson for the King County Prosecuting Attorney's Office says he made threatening remarks. What's concerning to us is when you have somebody who, who makes threats, who shows up at somebody's home, 
I mean, that's a very concerning pattern of behavior. Court documents say the incident was reported around 1130 Saturday night. Police say Jayapal reported people were outside her home in a vehicle using very obscene language. And her husband thought they may have shot a pellet gun. I think 10, 15 years ago, we didn't see people go to elected officials' house nearly with the frequency that we have now and make threats like this. It's, it's, a, it's a really terrible pattern. It's too bad to hear that she has to deal with that. Neighbors also describe the language and actions of this man as terrible. One witness tells police the 48-year-old yelled something to the effect of, go back to India, I'm going to kill you, and drove by Jayapal's house about three times yelling profanities. My wife and I are about to go to bed, and we heard uh, some very loud screaming, a lot of uh, profanity, and then we heard a car uh, screeching about. The responding SPD detective says the suspect was standing in the middle of the street with his hands in the air and had a handgun holstered on his waist. So let me just point out, open carry is legal in the state of Washington. And he's in a public street. Um, And you can yell anything you want about your barter policy sucks. And this is 1130 at night, so it's going to be mayhem or it's going to be, uh, you know, civil disturbance or whatever. If it's high noon, you can say your radical, crazy caucus uh, sucks booty and whatever. The second you say, I'm going to kill you, um, uh, and plus the cherry on top is go back to India, then boom, you, you just bought yourself a federal salad, a King County state of Washington and federal salad because the, you, you saying go back to India for someone who who but ironically legally immigrated emigrated uh, uh, from India attended Georgetown yet doesn't believe in borders you know stick to the issues with this person stick to the issues Jason Rance with a tweet that I retweeted this morning pointing out if if you wanted to wave a red flag in front of uh, a bull all day long, you really couldn't do better than Pramila Jayapal's 24 hours on Twitter. Abortion, guns, absolutely everything. Absolutely everything. But And also, the, for the record, the person lived a couple blocks away. They're, they're in her district, uh, here in the Elena Kagan uh, SCOTUS district, Jayapal district. So uh, anyway, probably m- making Jim McDermott proud. Uh, We'll be back uh, next hour. Stuff and junk all over the place. Uh, We'll get to it right after this AM 770 KTTH.